This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet 10 bucks at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. And we're also brought to you by Coors Light. Get mountain cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via the Drizzly or Instacat by going to CoorsLight.com slash SGP. That's CoorsLight.com SGP. And PropSwap, it's America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com and download the PropSwap app today. And Stable Duel, it's a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as 40K with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to go get started today. And we're giving away $500 in our NFL Draft Props Contest. Just go to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash draft and click the contest tab in the SGPN app. All right, welcome back, DGENs. We're, we're off of the Zurich. It's your boy, Boston Capper. Steve is in parts unknown. He's in the Outer Banks. So uh, we have just a smarter replacement for him. Mr. Andy Lack. Andy, are you ready for this week, baby? Capper, is Jason Tatum the best basketball player in the world? Yes. <laughs> I think I, he might be. <laughs> I mean, the way he plays defense, right? So like, he does it on both ends of the floor. You don't see superstars of that level do it. I mean, how many times do we see guys dog it on the defensive end? And it's the way transcendent. He's, it, he's like a transcendent defensive player. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, I don't know. So I like I'm a little older than you, so I still love Paul P.S. I know he's more of a, a pure scorer. And I saw the back end of Larry Bird. Like I still remember. Like I went to the Garden when Bird was still playing. Right. That's all I am. Um, I'm speaking in hyperbole. I've definitely seen something like it. But he's oh, I don't a know. fucking beast. He's a beast. And somebody was talking about it today. And you could tell the way he really likes to play the defense, the way he was getting like down in position every time Durant had the ball in front of him. And that's, that's the, that's the hustle and heart you want to see. And we swept that nutbag Kyrie in the Nets and bring on, uh, bring on Giannis, man. Let's go. Yeah. I have a, uh, futures, a big futures ticket on the box from earlier in the season and I'm officially. Not feeling great about it. Well, you guys are good. You guys have such a good defense, man. You guys play hard. Yeah, but I mean, here's the thing, right? So Giannis, he's got that Euro step, right? And so you need at least what, at least two guys to do that. So if he can kick out, and even though Milton's hurt, you know, I mean, uh, look, you guys, the Bucks still have enough shooters where they can make it, make it painful, right? As long as if they can, if they can hit those threes at home, it's going to be a long series. It's going to be a tough series. It's tough to get against Giannis. He's a competitor. He's not a dog like Kyrie and Durant. So he's going to go out there and give it, you know, uh, he's going to give it his all. And, uh, yeah, man, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to that series. That's going to be a good series. I hate Kyrie and Durant too. Like, oh, okay, let's, let's go to Brooklyn. Like, great idea, guys. Like, I can't, I cannot believe they spurned the fucking Knicks. I was about to say, is it more because they spurned the Knicks or is it, we, it, it, so what is it like as a Knicks fan when the Brooklyn even came to town? Like, it's kind of fucking weird, right? Like, they have no fans. No, they course. literally have no fans. No. They are non-existent. I'm telling you right now in like the New York sports pages and like, you know, what people are talking about in bars and stuff like that. Yeah. If the Knicks are like halfway decent, if the Knicks are like, Maybe in the playoff, uh, in the play-in tournament, like we saw last year, it's a bigger story in New York than if the Nets win the title. Oh, absolutely. no one's gonna, no one would have gone to that parade if they won. <laughs> I'm sure some hipsters from Williamsburg, or Williamsburg, wherever, wherever, wherever it's at now, it's all hipsters. I'm sure they would have went, but yeah, it's, it was just so weird, like to have the have a different New York team as an outsider. I can't imagine what it felt like as an insider. Like, wait, there's another team in New York now. It's fucking weird. 
Well, these teams like the Clippers are trying to do the same thing where it's like they're trying to buy their way into the hearts of fans that have been rooting for the Lakers for years. And it's like, dude, you guys don't get it. Like you can get Kawhi. It's always going to be a fucking Laker town. New York is always going to be a fucking Knicks town. Always. Even though they haven't been good since what, like the 70s? Yeah. 72. (laughs) 72 is our last title. Who's counting? Who's Who's counting? counting? Oh, all those those Ewing years, man. Like, it's heartbreak, man. I mean, like, I mean, you got to think about the teams you guys were running into, too. And then, I don't know, like, whatever. It is what it is. It's, it, listen, it doesn't matter. Everybody still likes the Knicks. Free agents still want to go there. It's still the fucking mecca of basketball somehow. Like, I don't, I, I don't understand it. Like, I get, I get why, I get why people want to go to fucking LA because it's fucking LA and it's the Lakers. I get why people spurn the Celtics for that because it's cold as shit in the Northeast. Not the best nightlife in Boston compared to LA. So I get why NBA players want to go to Boston or go to LA versus Boston. So, and I get why people want to go to New York, too. Listen, uh, New York. Uh, Yankees fans are the scum of the earth, but the, the city is right, settle off. down, buddy. Just say, yeah, they're the worst. You see that shit over the weekend? No. Oh, baseball's like the one sport that I just can't. I can't. I don't have the. I know. I, I used to love the Yankees. I just don't have the bandwidth for it. With because I, I love football and I love basketball, and obviously golf consumes a lot of my life too. Golf consumes so much of my time, and, and, and between golf and then football, football's even falling off for me because. We put out content during the fall swing, like it fucking kills me. I like, know, like it, it's 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 bad. And then so I, I follow hockey. I love hockey, and I still try to follow baseball at least in the summer when the golf sucks. I can still watch watch some of the baseball. It's like aquarium. Right? Baseball is like on in the background. You're doing other shit. It's just on in the background. And you can because I used to be a diehard 162. Like my wife knew all the players and everything, and like that was what was on in my house like forever. Like that was so. It. So was the 04? Was that the greatest sports moment of your life? Oh my God, bro. Like, I can't even describe how happy that made me. Uh, and I have a long story. I've told it on a different pod before. Like, I'll, I'll cut it wicked short. So I was actually, I was actually deployed and I came back home, um, because my wife had to have surgery. So I got a Red Cross and I got to come home. And so I went to Pittsburgh because she was staying with her parents. And, uh, and so we stayed for the surgery, uh, beat the angels, uh, flew, flew back down here to Florida, waited, waited to get, go back and catch my ship. Uh, and, and fucking watch them beat the fucking, beat the fucking Yankees, right? And fucking the best game four. I'm supposed to fly back to my ship, but we were late taking off from Jacksonville, late landing in Atlanta. We missed the connecting flight. So I was able to fly back home to Jacksonville and it was the second inning. I got into the sports bar in the Jacksonville airport, stayed there, watched it. A flight from Logan came in in the seventh inning. The bar should have been shut down. They kept it open. We were drinking. I was on the phone with my father. Like it was just ah, like I can't like that is easily the best sports moment like that I've ever experienced. It was the best. It's my favorite place to watch a baseball game. I think Fenway Park is. It's just cool. It's different. It's a it's, different it's, vibe. Yeah, it's, and it's I've been to small. I've been to Wrigley too. Like yeah, Fenway's too. my favorite. Yeah, Fenway's Fenway's great and, and like. It just sucks because it is so tight and you don't get all the amenities and shit like that. But whatever, man. Fucking, it. it's Fenway. I don't care. Like, I had a safe Fenway bumper sticker on the back of my car in the late 90s. Like, whatever. Like, it's Fenway. Who cares? We'll pay the ticket prices. Ticket prices suck everywhere. Who cares? At least keep some history. Um, I love Wrigley, though. I, I actually saw the Sox play in Wrigley. Um, yeah, Wrigley's awesome. Yeah, Wrigley's, Wrigley's cool, too. And that's a fun little town, too. Uh, fun little area right around that Wrigleyville. But, all right. So, uh, this is a golf podcast. We've talked this about This is a everything. golf podcast. <laughs> well, you know me, dude. You know I'm going to do everything to, yeah, to get you off track. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, I mean, look, the field kind of blows this week. 
It blows. Kind of blows. Yeah. Kinda, I mean, kinda. okay. Are we, are we doing that? Are we just not, we're not going to talk about how my favorite player just won. We're, we're just going to oh. skip right over that. It's fine. It's what it is. It's not a real win. I get it. All right. So, so how do you actually feel about it? Actually, I forgot. You got me off track and I forgot. Okay. Um, I don't count it as a win. You You count it as a win. No, because I did this with Rom too. I, I, somebody came on my podcast and we were talking about Rom and, uh, I said, fuck the Zurich. That's bullshit. So I'm, you know, I can't have it both ways. That, that, Yeah, so I don't think it's a real win. I still think that he needs to win an individual tournament. But my confidence is a little bit high. And to be honest with you, like I only watch Saturday and Sunday. Cantlay definitely didn't carry the team. Like That's d- certainly not true in the better ball. Who's saying that? I, people. Just ask but, so Okay, but, but, but I, will, I will say this. Can't like Xander did look pretty shaky on, on Sunday. Sunday. On yeah, Sunday. you notice that too. So here's the thing. What's funny is, so I was driving back from Savannah. I was up in Savannah uh, for uh, celebrating my wedding anniversary. Ah, and, uh, congratulations, buddy! Buddy, 19 years, by the way. I, I found a I found a female that put up with me for that long. The um and uh, so we went up there, and so I was listening to it on the radio coming back of PGA Tour because of course she was napping and. uh they were like, here's Xander again with another eight footer. I was like, oh boy. Oh boy. It was the type of thing, it was alternate shot, and it was the oh, type I know. of thing, because I had bet them, and it was the type of thing where I felt really good when it was Cantlay's turn. <laughs> to buy. And when it was Xander's turn, I, I didn't feel as good, but I thought it was important for him. I think yeah. that he, he talked about this in his, in his, uh, press conference before the tournament. He was like, kind of had a shitty season, and, you know, Playing with Pat always brings out the best in me, and I think it may have ignited something in him. And and got he had fun. He looked like he was having fun out there, and it didn't look he, like he was having fun for the past couple of weeks. So I yeah. think that's kind of the momentum he needed heading into. I, the PK. I like. I definitely like that angle, right? Because we watched it. Uh, we were watching it at a bar on on Saturday, and you're right. He did look like he was having fun out there, right? Especially on the back nine. Holy fuck! Like those guys were on fire on the back nine on Saturday. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, look. So, you, so you like him for what? Southern Hills. I think Cantlay's gonna win the PGA. Cantlay's so good. He's so good. He's so frustrating. To I've watch, been though. saying this too. I but know you're gonna. He's gonna be one of those guys, Capper, that you're gonna get a break on him always. Not quite Patrick Reed status, right. but people hate the feet. I yelled about this on my Sunday show. I was like, how the fuck are these guys the lowest owned team under over 10 K? It yeah. makes no sense. You heard that rant, right? Yeah. I was oh, yeah. angry about yeah. it. And, and the only reason I ended up betting them was like out That's of spite. spite. I was like, <laughs> why is, why aren't we giving them any respect? And I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, both those players are, they're not cracking the pip top 10 anytime soon. No, you're, you're hundred percent right on that. And look, Xander's definitely a fan favorite. Like everybody likes Xander, but can't lay like, unless I have money on him, I'm pretty sure you said this. Like I don't root for him. Like he's yeah. tough to watch. And he got, and I used to hate him, but he got like a Ryder cup break for me. Like, man, the stones in the Ryder cup loved it. Like, yes, fuck it. Fine. You're good now. Can't lay. Like I'll try to take my bias away. And it took me what a half a season to be like, God damn it. I fucking hate watching this guy on TV, but he hits these, he hits these amazing shots that you don't think he's going to be able to do anything with. And when you have money against them, you know, he's going to make that fucking shot. Right. Like from what, what, when he put it to fucking like eight feet, uh, from, from the left rough 
uh, give uh, Xander a birdie putt or uh, eagle putt. Like, yeah, that was the game changer. That yeah. was the turning point. Like, come on. Like, and, and, like you're right. I just hate, I hate the tongue. I hate the feet. I just hate everything aesthetically about him, right? Everything aesthetic. He wears the stupid fucking Marcus hat from Golden Sacks. Golden Sacks. He has yeah. a very punchable face. Like, it's just super hot girlfriend, though. Super hot girlfriend. A hundred percent correct. I didn't realize that until I saw the pictures of them all holding the truck. Oh, I, I was on that beat when I watched them at the Ryder Cup. You yeah. know what Cantlay is? Cantlay's like the guy in college that you're like, oh, this guy's a fucking weirdo. And then one night you're randomly like you're randomly at a late night with him at like 3 a.m. in like a super deep conversation. <laughs> and you're like, ah, oh, this like I did not I did not see this coming. This <laughs> yeah. guy has some stuff that I yeah. I was not made aware of. And that's kind of, like if you actually listen to Cantlay in an interview, He's like one of the best. If you just get Cantley would be great on podcasts because if you just get him talking, like he's a smart fucking dude, and yeah. he he um I think he likes poker a lot. Yep. Um, I think how him and Xander became really good friends was they were they played cards for like eight hours together on the flight to nice. Royal Melbourne. So oh, I the think, President's Cup. Yeah, I think Cantley. The perception is that he's like super boring and bland, but. I'm telling you, you get that guy talking and you'd be surprised. Yeah. I think I mean, he's got I'm, some things to say. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Like, like some of the clips and quotes you hear from him are good. And then it's like funny. We saw those pictures of him after he won the PGA. I don't think it was after, but it was like the pictures were pre when he was like laid out, like with his shirt open and like four girls with bikinis around him. And he's, yeah, he's probably just like a sneaky fucking, he's just laser focused. Like he's a killer. Like can't a killer. If you have fucking money on somebody against can't or you have money on somebody that can't going against. You are sweating, can't I? The entire time. The entire yeah. time. Like Larry, oh, yeah. fucking two weeks ago, I, I was like, fucking Christ, dude, Cantley's going to come kill him. Like, <laughs> oh, that's I know. It. Like, Larry, like, like I know Cantley's going to come kill him. Like, that's what's going to happen. Then, whatever, we got the speed magic beans. But, yeah. I, uh, I, I, yeah, listen, you can't knock his play. It's just, aesthetically, he's so hard to watch, man. He just is. My pick heading, my pick in December to win the PGA was Xander. Okay. I did a post-Masters check-in, and I changed my pick to DJ, and now... Did you pick it to DJ? Yeah, I was talking... I just, like, I I looked more at Southern Hills, and I was like, man, I kind of like... kind of like this DJ thing. I don't don't think a lot of people are going to be on him, and then, I don't know, now I feel like it's... Like, are they going to go on a honeymoon, him and Paulina, because they just got married? Is it their entire life a fucking honeymoon? Good point. (laughs) Fair point. (laughs) Um... I'm sure like, they will, gonna, but what's the difference between this Wells week? Fargo? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, because you're right. But what's funny is I, I think it was like probably like a month ago. We were ta- I was talking to, we were talking to Steve. We were talking about PGA something or other. And I was like, I think DJ would be a nice play here, right? Because mm-hmm. he was trending in the right direction. Seemed like things were starting to come together. And yeah, but now you're right. I didn't think about the fucking honeymoon aspect of it. But I mean, really, I mean, I mean, they all they jet set all over the world to do shit. Like, what's I mean, Christ, what's special for them? You know what well, I mean? Well, I, 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 one of my college buddies is actually like he knows DJ personally. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Well, he's Rob Lowe's kid, so he, oh, he that's knows, right. he, he's in that world a little bit. Right. And he was telling, I've told this on a podcast before, but he goes like he's big into spear fishing. And he's gone spearfishing before with DJ. That's and he crazy. was telling me, he was telling me a story about how DJ didn't know where the, didn't know where the Ryder Cup was. 
like like a month or two before the Ryder Cup, he was like they were fishing, and he was like, "Oh, where?" And he's like, "I don't fuck it." I mean, I'm sure he did. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. That's just who DJ is. Yeah. Like he's he has a kind of a he's got a god given gift. You know right. what I mean? And I I I don't know how much it really matters with him. Yeah, I think you're probably right on that. Like, it's gonna be interesting. And and really, like, what do we have between now and then that's gonna really change anybody's thoughts or odds about it? We've got Wells Fargo. Yeah, and but where's TPC that even at now? Yeah, TPC Craig Potomac. Count. Get out of here with that. The, no, I agree. I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. So and where's Wells being? It's not at Quail Hollow this year. It's Where TPC it? Potomac. Okay. Fuck, when was the last time we saw that? I haven't done research yet. I don't yeah. know. I mean, Before my time, I don't remember. Yeah, exactly. Me too. I can't even think of what that course looks like. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I mean, so there's really nothing that's going to show us anything between now and then. Oh, God, I hate that shit. If Cantlay's, I'm telling you right now, if Cantlay's like 25 to 1, I mean, I bet him at 25 to 1 at the Masters. I don't think he's going to be 25 to 1, unfortunately. No, I've been be, saying. He'll be he'll be 18, easy. If not, you think so? Yeah. Well, I've been saying he's a top three player in the world for for a couple, for a while now. So, yeah. I mean, he still doesn't get priced that way. I would take a 20 plus on him at the PGA. Yeah, yeah I would too. And, and it was funny because we were talking. We were talking about who's gonna who's gonna start coming into because we had our bye week last week and we ended up still putting out fucking two super long pods. Um, but we were talking about the PGA and it was like I was like, well, who's gonna turn around? I was like, well, can't wait. I was like, look what he did at the Masters. And did I bet him this week? Nah, of course not, because I'm a fucking asshole. But the um, did like, you bet Burns and Billy? I did. Yeah, everyone did. Everybody I was did. worried about them. I'm dead serious. I I almost hedged. There was a moment where I felt like the momentum was shifting. Oh, it sounded like it when I was I was like, oh shit, my bet's not because I kept I was like, I'm just gonna fucking turn this goddamn thing off when I when uh, Xander and them looked like they were gonna birdie on eight, and they were gonna go six up. I was gonna turn this fucking thing off. They didn't birdie. I was like, all right, let's just do another hole. And then I was like, oh, man, it's starting to swing a little bit, it's starting to swing a little bit. And then by the time I got home, I like hold like 14. So I ended up watching it until uh, he put it in the drink. And I was like, nope. Goodbye. Are you mad that he went for it? No, I don't give a shit. Yeah, right. I think that yeah, was you have play. To. Yeah, yeah you he missed to. it by like he barely missed it by like five yards. Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do? I mean, you're, you're you're you know, you're at least one behind. I don't know if they knew they were two behind at that point, but, you know, you're at least one behind. You got two holes left. You got to go for it. Absolutely. And so that's why that's why I always try to think about that when like uh, you're looking at some like data or you're thinking about stuff. You're like, well, the guy came in T nine. Well, he was fucking T three until he decided he had to go for it on seventeen, like Hatton at the TPC or, or things like that. Like, like the finishing position isn't everything. It's all right. What situation were they in? Do they have to go for the business? Do they take an aggressive shot and they get you know what I mean? Do they hit it or not? Like Cam yeah, Smith. Context. Look, yeah. Look look what could happen to Cam Smith, right? He 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 said he didn't even mean to hit that shot. So Cam Smith hit the hits that shit in the fucking drink. And now Cam Smith's, you know, doesn't win the players and he comes in fucking T3 and whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's all, you're right. It's all about context. And I don't, I don't care so much about finishing positions and things like that because you need the, you need the narrative to go along with it, especially on a Sunday. Just like when we talk about Rom's backdoor fucking top tens forever, right? Yeah. Everybody wants to spurt those out. Well, what's the context? Was he really in the mix? No, we just went out early, fucking had no pressure. Should we shot fucking a 63? Ooh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he wasn't, no, he wasn't I completely right. agree. I completely agree. Yeah. Burns, by the way, that might be another name at the PGA. Yeah, he's man. Good. Yeah, he's real good. And like he was, so I, he was my guy for the year to, to break out. Like I really thought Burns was gonna. Break I think out. that's already come true. Yeah, I know. What's so funny is, is now it doesn't even seem like it because of Scotty Scheffler, right? Because like Scotty Scheffler is <laughs> like the true. fucking <laughs> like the sun, like the, the fire of a thousand suns. And, and and Burns has had a great start to the year. He's got fucked with two wins, like. What the fuck? And nobody's even talking about him. 
at all. Yeah, he won Valspar. Did he win something else? He won Sanderson Farms in Sanderson. the fall. The fall. Yeah. That's right. this, this, yeah, that's still this season. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he looks good. And like I said, I followed him around CPC a little bit because nobody was following him around. It was like me, my buddy Tommy, and like, I think his parents and like fucking 10 other people. And like, we were just, I was like, oh, I'm like right next to him getting to follow him around for a bunch of holes. It was fucking great. And his swing is so good. It's so, I love watching that dude swing. I've said it before. Like, He's I, probably one of those guys on the range where you kind of stop for a second, huh? Yeah. Like, I, I, like when I saw him teeing off, I was like, oh my God. Like, that is so fucking, that is so sweet. So pure. Like, I love it. Like, loved it. Yeah. So. He generates a lot of power. That's why, I mean, Southern Hills, he hasn't really, same with Cantley. They, they haven't really had a great major resume, but I just, I think both of them are too good to not, to not figure it out in, in majors. Yeah. I would 100% agree with that. All right. Well, listen, before we, uh, move on anymore, I gotta, I gotta keep the lights on. So listen, you guys gotta make sure you get down on the win bet. Uh, $10 to win $200 promotion where $10 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus the win bet casino is offering 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And of course, don't forget to get involved in the same game parlays with wins own build your own bet feature. All users can receive a $20 free bet when they lose, push or win a three. A three-plus leg builds your own parlay between Thursday and Saturday. Players can take advantage of the offer on the NBA playoffs. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit WYNNBet.com to get started. The offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions at WinBet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where play-through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And uh, don't forget, we're giving away $500 in our NFL draft prop contest. Go to sportsgamingpodcast.com slash draft and click on the contest app in or tab in the SGPN app and it's winner take all. Alright, so, yeah, I mean, I, I am excited for this. I, it sucks. I didn't really, I didn't realize like, we're going to have shitty tournaments in between now and now, like this week in the, in the PGA. I think the Wells Fargo will get a decent field, but yeah, this is this is bad. This is like summertime. It's, um, I think it's the lowest strength of field. I was looking at this earlier. Um, I think it's the lowest on the PGA Tour since Bermuda. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that bad? Mm-hmm. I guess that makes sense. I mean, listen, so if you guys want to hear about course previews and stuff like that, go listen to Andy's course preview show on Sunday. Go read Steve's article. Steve did a hole-by-hole, hole, like Google Earth thing. Pretty fucking cool. Um, did you see that bridge, by the way? I think John. Yeah. Uh, I think John put it out. Like, what the fuck? Like, Everybody has to go over that bridge to get on the golf tournament? Yeah, I think so. I'm not fucking going to that golf tournament. I'm just not happening. So. Also, shout out to Steve. I just hung out, hung up my master's flag in the background. Oh, there it is. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking, what did you uh, get from him? Did so you get I, anything? Yeah, yeah. I told him to surprise me. I was like, yo, give me something that I can use while I'm golfing. So he got me uh, a divot tool and the towel for the bag. So, oh, uh, that's sick. Yeah, so I got, the, uh, I got that, which is nice. And uh, the divot tool doesn't come out much, but when it does... It'll have the Masters thing on it versus the Red Sox and Bruin thing. So, we get to go. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think about this tournament as a whole? Other than the shitty field, are you, so like I'm at least excited. It's a new fucking course. Like mm-hmm. I don't care if it's a resort course. I don't care. Like I just I like seeing new things. I like shiny new toys. So and I think it, I think it might be pretty good for the eye on TV, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll watch it. Um, I think it's a very interesting tournament to play DFS in mm-hmm. because. Um, it's pretty much like to rom or not to rom, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, like absolutely. you, you kind of have to make a decision, and it almost feels like it depends on what how you play DFS and how many lineups you put. But it's almost like you kind of have to go a hundred percent ROM or or zero percent ROM. It almost it almost feels that way. You kind of have to. There's no point in if you know playing being underweight on on ROM this week because he's going to be like over thirty, right? So you think he's going to be that high. So. I just did a podcast with a guy who calculates ownership projections yep. and he said that he thought he was going to be in the 28 to 30 range. Yep. Now it depends on certain contests, right? Like I was talking to one of my other friends this morning who plays in higher stakes contests and he was like, there's going to be higher stakes contests that Rom's going to be close to 75%. So wouldn't the game theory play at that point, even in the higher stakes? Like, I mean, you could kill 75% of the field. Yes, but the problem with that is, is that ROM is underpriced. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, and this was the example that I brought up on my podcast, right? The difference between ROM and a lot of the 9K guys, in my opinion, is bigger than the difference between, between the 9K guys and the 7K guys, yeah. right? Yes, so, absolutely. Okay. So, for example, you can play Rom and Lanto at the same price. You could start your lineup with Rom and Lanto, or you can start your lineup for the exact same price with Tringale and Munoz. Yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah, that's true. Because I think Lanto's better. Than, I think Lanto's yeah. just as good as Tringale and Munoz. So that's yeah. the issue that you run into yeah. with Rom. Is it's like, yeah, if Rom doesn't play well, you've got a massive advantage and. By the way, I can make a very good case for why he won't play well. Yeah, his, but, his, his history in these soft events is not good. Yes, there are a lot of cases. I mean, I, I did a full breakdown of this on the podcast I just recorded, but there's a million reasons why he won't play well this week. I mean, people are just penciling in like, oh, Rom's, Rom's here because he needs a win because he's motivated. Like, are are we sure? Like, are we sure? Like, are we sure that he doesn't have, like, he goes to play all of these shitty events in Spanish speaking countries all the time. Like, I think he just feels obligated to play in these Spanish speaking courses. I was going to say, do you feel like he feels obligated? Do you think the PGA Tour is like, hey, do us a solid? Like, hey, you know, obviously you're the most famous Spanish speaking golfer in the world. Go determine, help build the brand. You're the ambassador. Yes, there are a million different reasons it could be, Capper. It could be as simple as, like Grupo Salino sponsors this. Grupo Salinos is one of the biggest companies in the world. Like all it takes is the CEO of Grupo Salinos calling oh, John. John Rahm and exactly. being like, "Hey, dude, I've got a business investment for you." Like, answer's going to be in business meetings all week. I hope oh yeah, well, doesn't dealer. mean he's can't play well, but he's going to be in business meetings all yeah, week. Or it could be, or it could be his, they just had a kid. He he wants to take his wife to Mexico, right? This yeah. resort's fucking beautiful. So my only point with bringing that up is. I don't think it's an easy decision this week, no. I, and I haven't made the decision yet either because I think the argument that I just made about how he's underpriced, that's a really good argument to play him. Yeah. But as you mentioned, like if Rom is 40% and he misses the cut, which I think is in play, by the way, like, by the way, dude, if Rom, uh, if Rom like pars the first three holes and he looks up at the leaderboard and sees that like, 
fucking Michael Thompson is seven under through seven. He's gonna be like, fuck this. And he, he's told us exactly how he feels about these golf courses. The fucking he has, content. He has, he did, guess what, John? I'm sorry, buddy. And I was looking at the weather today. It's not gonna be as windy as I think people nah. think. Like it's gonna, it's gonna be easy. It's gonna be easy. So it's a, it's a decision to make. There's good arguments on both sides. There is, and, and that's really what, uh, that's what I wanted to ask you about over the, like, like, what do you do? Like, you really, I think you're right. Like, you have to either go 100, especially if it's going to be 30% on, or you have to go zero. And I think, I think a lot of the stuff you talked about, um, if you guys haven't listened to it, uh, he did a great, uh, DFS theory podcast, uh, with Degenerate75. What's his real name? James. He's, James. he's a smart dude. Yeah. Smart dude. Great. And we talked about game theory, talked about stuff like that. Like, it, it was a really interesting listen for me. It lit the fire for me for DFS again. Um, cause I kind of, yeah, and it's, it kind of, it kind of, I, I kind of faded away from it for a little while. I got more focused on betting, but after listening to that, I was like, dude, I used to love fucking golf DFS. Like, and that's what I used to love to grind over. And I'm like, fuck that shit. I'm getting back into it. And I was like, a lot of the things you guys talked about made sense. And I was like, yeah, let's, yeah, fuck this shit. Let's go. Um, so, so thanks, Andy. <laughs> go, go, go. Yeah, you're picking, you're picking it, you're picking an interesting week to go back all in. Yeah, but I, so I'm going to do it right. Like I'm going to try to give myself like a six month sample, right? And, and just yes. try, try to work out a couple things and, and kind of see where it leads and, and we'll see where it goes from there. But I mean, answer is a, answer is a huge pivot. Everybody's not going to play him because they think he's too short, but he's top 10 with proximity from 170 to 175 to 200 here. But is his head in it? We don't know about his injury, right? So I don't know. I mean, what about fee? What about fee now? I mean, what he's going to end up being what fifteen to twenty one percent on? Oh, I don't think so. You think so? I mean, I'm showing fifteen now. I know it's fucking Monday, but people are going to talk themselves into him, right? Because because of the pedigree of the golfer, pass ball him. You don't need to worry about around the green so much. Pass ball is going to help him with the putting, right? In theory. Yeah, the thing Long. that's tricky is you can't play if you're playing Rom. I think the closest guy that you can jam in, and even this is a stretch, like you could go Rom Woodland, but I yeah. don't think people will be comfortable going. No, they Rom. will not be comfortable with that. Yeah, no, exactly. Even yeah, so yeah. So you basically you're making a decision between Rom and Finau, and at, at that point, I mean, I don't know. I guess I, I guess maybe so I haven't Rom is, Rom yet. Like Rom is, yeah. So here's the thing. Like I right now, Capper, I'm probably leaning towards a full fate of Rom. Mm-hmm. I don't feel and, great about it. Um But the leverage you get if it actually hits, like you were talking about, like about being aggressive and taking his hand and listen, you're wrong, you're yeah. wrong. You're wrong, you're wrong. Like it is what it is. But the upside of being able to wipe out fucking thirty percent of the field where we know that he doesn't play well in these soft events. We don't really know why he's here. And the only thing is, you're right, he should be like 12K. He shouldn't be like 11.3, right? So, I mean, that's the only thing. But, like, I found some random guys that I want to ask you about later. Oh, fuck, I, have, I literally have no fucking idea. But I built a couple of models, and they popped up on all of them. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy, and why are they popping up? And then I go back, and I look at, like, their, their whatever, the last, like, 30 events, and I'm like, why is this guy popping on a model? Like, I don't understand. So that's that's stuff I need to understand about I just don't get why some of these guys are popping. Like, I don't know. It makes no sense to me. Kevin Na, 8%. He's wicked short, but he's probably the best form out of fucking anybody up here. I mean, right? I mean, he's probably had better finishes than Rom. It's pretty close. Pretty close to Rom. 
Yeah, what do you think about Reed? No, I can't, dude. I just can't. I, I Me can't. neither, but the guy who just came on my podcast, it'll come out tomorrow. He made a decent case for Reed. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, I guess what? Top 40 at the Masters, played okay at the players, got the good wave. I don't know. And he's Patrick Reed. I mean, it would just be like him to fuck all of us when nobody was on him, right? I mean, that would make sense. Ah. I think he's been in Mexico. I think he's been here for a minute. Really? Yeah, I think he's been at the resort. I think he's got a little he's been putting on these greens and practicing on these it's in i could i don't like this golf course for him either um i for different reasons than i don't love it for rom i i just i i tend to like patrick reed at places where short game really matters a lot because i think that's where he has his biggest edge and i like him on courses where there's a there's a low greens and regulation percentage and this isn't one of them right but it's a, it's a, you know, also the other side of that is, you know, Reed's been terrible off the tee and now so you put him on a place where you get a little Doesn't matter. Him off the tee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Listen, I just, I still, I think it was a concession I had him where he fucking, he still duck hooked it fucking left. It doesn't matter how wide the fairways are. If you duck hook it left fucking 70 yards and you're going to yeah. Uh, I don't know. Reed, you're right, though. Like, Reed is somebody who I went around the green, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a hard course for me. Like, I just want him to have to be able to get up and down when nobody else can. And when his putting's on, he's a guy who have confidence draining the 12-foot, 15-foot putt. And the putting's still been good. No, I'm with you. I'm not there yet either. I think what I'm probably going to do, Capper, is I think I'm going to start, like, I think my main build is going to be Finau Woodland. And I know that Woodland's going to get ownership. Yeah, but I think that's good chalk, man. I fucking I love Woodland this week. Love him. And I think you can, I still don't think that will be, eh, I guess. I guess if people aren't doing ROM, that's probably what they're doing, huh? I guess if you're not playing ROM, you're probably oh. doing Finau Woodland, no? no? I don't think so, man. Look here, let's pull it up real quick. Okay, let's just fucking throw a, let's throw a deadline up in here. Let's, let's see. Create a lineup. This is uh, live on air. Because I actually, you know, the thing is, is I think a lot of people hate the eights, and I actually really like the eights. So there's a guy who I really want to ask you about in the eights when we get down there. Okay. Um, yeah, there so, are a couple I mean, guys if, in the eights I love. So if you go, if, so if you go, if you go Finau and Woodland, that gives you 7,400 a, a golfer. And how comfortable are people going down in the sixes now? There's a couple guys who I like in the sixes for no reason whatsoever. Just not. I mean, listen, they're they're hitting on things that I think are important this week, right? After listening to yeah. you and and Steve, like long iron play, 175 plus, 200 plus. I put mm-hmm. sand saves in there, or not? But sand saves like like five to ten percent with how many bunkers fucking this guy put around these fucking greens, like Norman, like lax buddy, like. <laughs> Chill the fuck out, man. We probably have a lot of the same guys now. <laughs> and and length off the tee. And so I mean, so let's say who's the next chalkiest guy? Let's say Wise. they skip the eight, right? So I think Wise try- is gonna be like twenty percent, no? Yeah, but you can't fit him. We can't go you can't Oh, go- you're talking about if we do if we do Finau Woodland. Wow, Finau Woodland only gives you seventy four per golfer. Seventy four per golfer. I don't think that's gonna be a popular bill, bro. Maybe not for me either. For some reason, I had it in my head that gives you a little bit more. I haven't really built any lineups yet. You know, that's interesting. What I may end up doing then is I may end up having some lineups where I go Finau and then a lot of guys in the eights and Mm -hmm. some lineups where I go Woodland and a lot of guys in the eights. 
and maybe just a few with two of them together. Okay. That's a good point though. That's it. That's a good point because like, dude, is anyone going to play Munoz at 98? Like I like Munoz this week, but man, that's, that's a Munoz is the sick shot, bro. God, that's expensive, man. And you know what's crazy is if you look at obviously early ownership percentage, he's still over fifty percent owned. Because he's not weird. I saw that yeah. too. Do you buy yeah. that? No, fuck no, I don't buy that. It's because he's good. He's good with his long irons and he's long off the tape. That's it. Do people think he's Mexican? He's from Colombia. People <laughs> yeah, know bro, that. Right? Listen, you're probably a hundred fucking percent right. They probably hear the Spanish last name and they're like, oh, he's got to be Mexican. <laughs> fucking yeah, exactly. You're a hundred percent right. The, the racist uh, golf DFS tour is like, all right, put the Spanish guy in. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. And, and dude, it's like, look at this. Because here's the thing, Capper. People are going to make jokes all week about a 9.7 Tringale and a 9.6 Kirk. Like, you're a fucking idiot for playing these guys, right? Yep. So it's like, uh, it's it's interesting. It I is. agree. I think they're super, super overpriced. And I don't have any of them in right now. And especially, like, Kirk, especially Kirk, if he's pushing twenty percent ownership, that's a lot. Wow, you think that's in play? I think Wise is going to be the guy that everyone plays, and Champ too. Have you seen how many betting cards Champ is on? Yourself, <laughs> don't judge. Don't judge. <laughs> I, I talked about him in the Sunday show. I just, I, I haven't bet it yet. I'm, I'm considering it. It's not going anywhere, and he's still sub ten uh, on, uh, on what I'm looking at right now, and. I mean, listen. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I can stomach a DFS play with uh, with old old scam champ. But an outright, like, fuck it. Like, who cares? He's wicked long. Good. He's he's top six over two hundred with his irons. Top twenty one seventy five to two hundred. Fucking easy putting surface. Let's go. Like, why not? And why you not? heard you heard the case that I made in the Sunday show too. Is mm-hmm. it's really weird how before every single one of his wins, he has this like. Spike. Tenth. Yeah, yeah. there's like 10th place finish where he suddenly just out of left field gained six strokes ball striking. He's done it over his last two wins yeah. where he's been terrible. And then he has this one week where he gained six strokes ball striking. And then the next week he wins. That's yeah. what happened at the yeah. Masters. Oh, I don't, I don't, I, I know whoever, his last win, I had whoever he was, whoever was closest to him. And I was on complete fucking tilt that the fact that Cameron Champ was going to fucking beat my golfer. Was it? It was the 3M Open, was it like, I think it was Vegas? Oh, yes, that way yes. Yeah, it was yeah. Vegas. He couldn't make the putts. And then can't make, he fucking hits driver off 18 for no reason. I know. And he fucking, he puts it way fucking left, and it's in the shit. And I'm like, oh, baby, I get a chance. Let's go. And he fucking somehow miraculously, he doesn't even hit the, he doesn't hit the, he doesn't hit the second one good. But then the third shot, I think, was like money. And I was like, God, there it is. All right, gone. And I, but like, dude, if I would. His caddy's an asshole. Like, dude, take the fucking three. Like, what are you doing taking the drive here? Like, come on. That made no sense to me. Cameron Champ as a golfer, and me and Steve have talked about this a little bit before, makes no sense to me, just in general. I think, no. he's, I think he's a really, really difficult guy to figure out, and I agree with you. I think in DraftKings, yeah, there's the upside. So you can make the argument that he is a really good GPP play, but is he a really good GPP play if he's – if he's ten percent and he has that much of a miscut equity, yeah, no. that's it's tough. The only problem though, Capper, is the guys, the clear pivots in the nines are Todd Knox and Strillman. I Gosh. actually don't like any of those guys. No, no, Brandon Todd only does it, or Brandon Todd only does it with his goddamn putter. Russell Knox is too short. And listen, I like Knox. I'll play Knox like every once in a while. I had him on the players, like I, I had him. Yeah, players. I love Knox too. Yeah, and Strillman, Strillman's a guy who I actually, I'll just be honest. Shout out Duke, yeah. 
I like Sherman too, just not this week. Yeah. And, and yeah. And so there's no clear pivot in that area, but I feel like, first of all, it's, it's tough to gauge how many casual DFS golfers are going to be fucking playing this week. And if they, if they are, right, they're all hitting the names they know. All hitting the names they know. And we or know, the names we that, know or the names that people talk about on podcasts, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. But yeah, I agree with you. I don't know how many casual names people are going to know. I think, like, can we, can I move down a little bit? Yeah. Okay. Um, what do you think about Matt Jones? So I usually like Matt Jones. I like him in, I like him on coastal courses. I like him in windy conditions. He's decent with his long irons. He's not actually short, but he really hasn't. I mean, he played good. I mean, I guess, I guess he played good at Valero, but it was like a, he did. He played well at Valero. When he finished, he he finished, finished second at Valero. Yeah. yeah What's okay. the guy got to do? Yeah, that's fine. But it wasn't, it wasn't like, I don't know. He, he gained never, across the board. Yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't actually going to win the Valero, right? Like yeah. that wasn't happening. So I don't know, man. He's a guy who I've hit, like uh, I've hit and I, I play, but at 13%, like that seems a little high for Matt Jones, especially if it's not going to be windy. If it's going to be windy, give me Matt Jones. But if it's not going to be windy and it's going to lay down, it's going to be twenty under. And I know what he did uh, in Hawaii, but yeah, I don't care. Like uh, he's not a typical like twenty five under guy. Okay, fair. Um, one thing I liked about Matt Jones. Uh, one thing that I noticed is that. He is the number. I was looking at slow greens capper because I mm-hmm. have this whole theory about how it's different and certain guys like faster greens and certain mm-hmm. guys like slower greens. Jones was the biggest riser from his baseline in the entire field when I was looking at on a slower greens. Sample. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's been good at these port. Uh, he's been good at these tropical settings. Yes, coastal courses. Yeah, but if a lot of people are saying I'd rather play him. Than Streelman, Knox, and Todd, and he's right next to Gim, who people really like. Doug Gim, and Doug Gim would probably be chalk if he was 8K. But I think a lot of people are probably saying Doug Gim is crazy overpriced. I mean, when I did my projections, I thought Doug Gim was going to be 8K. Yeah, and 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 Gim is decent with his long irons, right? He's not. He's not anything special, but he's not fucking bad. Top 25, fucking 175 to 200, uh, middle of the pack. Uh, actually, the biggest choice is like, uh, top, top quarter of the pack plus 200. Um, and the only thing that makes me a little worried is he is a little short, right? Like he's a little mm-hmm. short. He's not going to get any rollout, but I mean, if you're going to get him at almost half the ownership, I don't hate it. Sometimes you have to play the guys that you know are mispriced. But you get the giant ownership break, like Taylor like we're talking Gooch. About with Gooch. Yeah, exactly. Like Gooch is super, super mispriced at the Masters. Gooch is a great play. Gooch finished like T thirteen at the Masters. I know. I texted you Wednesday. Night. I was like, God damn it, I'm gonna have to fucking play Gooch. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the that's the thing is it's like okay, so Gim's really overpriced, but you know I'll play him. I think the guys there are a couple guys below him that I think are awesome though. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. Yeah. Before we jump into that, let me uh, let me talk to you a little bit about uh, cause light. Uh, listen, it's a hectic time of year between weddings, graduations. Holy shit! I have a daughter graduating high school in less than a month. 
that's a that's a that's that, that's a lot for me. All right, spring sports and more than that. We're busier than ever right now, and sometimes we forget to take a second for ourselves. So this season, take a second to enjoy an ice cold Coors Light because you deserve a beer that's made to chill. And uh, listen, uh, I, I my favorite time to crack a Coors Light is summertime, uh, which is coming up here down in Florida. Because you can't be drinking IPAs on the golf course or you'll die uh, with the dehydration and how hot it is down here. So, yeah, the Coors Light on the golf course, uh, it's a, it's literally the best. So, listen, it's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagged, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's a crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, a perfect moment to unwind. So get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacap. Go to CoorsLight.com slash SGP. That's CoorsLight.com slash SGP. And remember to always celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Yeah. Yeah, buddy, I have an 18-year-old graduating. So have you been doing the college thing with her? Like, Yeah, what? kind of, kind of. We, we, yeah, kind of. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. What's, what's the plan, TBD? Yeah, TBD. TBD yeah. this one. COVID really fucked these kids up, man. Like, it, like, it, like our whole junior year was just completely fucked. Like, you she know was what? A, take she a was gap a, year, get an internship, take a gap year, and then apply, you know, apply a year later. I think that's going to be the plan because, I mean, she was in AP classes and doing all this shit, and then, like, COVID was a fucking nightmare. Like, they were in school two days, or they yeah. didn't even start, they didn't even start school, like, in school. They were trying to do online learning. Like, yeah. What, what is, trying to teach everything online when shit would go down. Teachers weren't really fucking teaching. Like it was easy. It's obviously easy for a 16 and 17 year old girl or boy to fucking get distracted and not give a fuck because nobody's checking up on them. Nobody's doing yeah. anything. And so it, it was hard to get her back on track and seem to get her back on track this year. So I, I think the gap year is, is the way we're going to be looking, but she's also like, she's money hungry and she's, she likes, she likes sales and it's like, all right, well, listen, let's, Let's not make any decisions yet. So whatever. That, that's a different, that's a different offline conversation. But yeah, <laughs> you got it. You always, you work hard with me, Capper, because I, I was, I have course like questions for you too. Oh, so you. You, yeah, you're always got to be on your toes with me to, to keep this, keep this on the rails. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right. So who else do you like in the eights? Cause I got a couple guys I like in the eights still. The one guy I wanted to ask you about before you tell me who you like. So Taylor Moore. Oh, it's my guy. Is it? Yeah. Okay. All right. So make me feel better about liking how good he looks in these models. But then when I look at his results, it makes me want to rip my eyeballs up. Okay. So first of all, first case for Taylor Moore, he's going to be 5%. Oh, less right? than that. Less. Okay. All right. Perfect. So um, he just finished fourth at the team event. Yep. And I played him heavily at the team event he was in like my core build okay. um him and Neesmith. uh first time ever playing him so i tracked him a fair amount and like he was he was i don't i'm not saying he was carrying the team Neesmith was good too but he looked really good and in terms of course fit uh he hits the ball really far and yeah. he's one of the better mid to long iron players in the field yep. and he's like an okay putter like he's not the type of guy where it's like can his putter keep up in a birdie fest? Like he was a top five machine on the corn Ferry tour at events that were won by 25 under. So I do think that he's a good enough putter to keep up in a birdie fest. And you actually look at the results this season, like 17th at Sanders for, for a rookie, by the way, for a rookie. 17th at Sanderson farms, 24th at the Shriners. Those are both easy courses. 
eighth at the RSM Classic. That was a coastal course with pretty easy a couple days and then a couple some wind another yep. day. Sixteenth at Pebble Beach, another very easy course on the coast with a little bit of wind. And yep. then 21st at Riviera, that's just legit. Right. Yeah, like yeah. 21st at Riviera, yeah. that's just like, yeah. that's just a good result. Yeah. Um, so he's, he might be good and, yeah. and you might be getting him at it. I know, you know, who wants to pay 8.2 for Taylor Moore, but there's, you've got to throw the, you got to throw that mindset out this week. You have this to. This week. Exactly. You have, to. you have to throw it out this week. It doesn't matter. Like you have to throw out your biases on that this week. And you said he's, he's like, Good mid to long player. He's third in this field over the last 24 rounds at 200 mm. plus with his irons. Third. Okay. So that's even better because I look at my proximity stats really long term. So what that even shows is that shows that he's getting better. Yeah. So it's funny. So I, cause I know you do that. I did 50 and 24 and I put them back to back and I like the 24 number better. So that's what I picked. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, that's when's the last time we've been lockstep on a guy that that is going to be at that low ownership i don't know i don't know it's either the best thing ever or the worst thing worst ever. thing ever it's one or the other but yeah listen i fucking love it like it was funny so because because when i put the model together and like i said i'm like I'm, I'm gonna start trying to treat this like a job and uh i don't know maybe be one of these guys who's lucky enough to do shit for a fucking living right and uh fuck yeah dude yeah, that's yeah. i love that attitude <laughs> yeah and uh and man when i when I started building my models again which i get all nerdy that's why I, the fantasy football for me is all the draft and all the research and like We've got to do a league together this year, then. Oh yeah, because I I love fantasy too. Yeah, it's I love fantasy with like a buy-in enough for us to care. That's the key. It has to be the key. I like hate people that check out. I'd yeah, rather have yeah. It's just like annoying. Yeah, because the shit talking is part of it and all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, hey, so we actually have a league. Uh, I just joined this year. That last place to keep make sure you don't check out. And, uh, I came in because I, I went there with a bunch of guys who didn't do this. And listen, I used to be a pretty sharp fantasy football guy before I fucking did, delved into golf. And now my football's just all gone to shit. And that's it. Like I'm fucking, like I'm just 100% in on golf, uh, for the most part. Uh, the, the punishment is you gotta run a mile and every quarter mile. No, it's gotta be less than that because it's six beers. So it's six beers. Okay. And you have to drink it in less than a minute and we pick the beers, put them in a grab bag and then you pull them out and you get it. So dude was just hammering like pumpkin lager, fucking like basically motor oil. And yeah, that keeps you fucking engaged to make sure you don't get last place. So you don't have to do that. So that's Such always a random punishment. <laughs> How'd you guys think of that? I mean, it's better than like, I'd rather do that than get a fucking tattoo. Yeah. Cause nobody's actually going to do that shit. I, like, I'm like, I'm not going to get a fucking tattoo over a fucking $200 fantasy football league. Go fuck it. Yeah. Like, but like the thought of me having to run like a mile and chug terrible beers that my asshole buddies are going to put in a bag and me throwing up everywhere because I chugged an, uh, an oatmeal stout and and had to sprint to, to hit a certain time. Like, yeah, that sounds terrible. Like, I'll do anything not to come in last there. One of the funniest ones I heard was uh, the guys in my fraternity, uh, the pledge class uh, above me, their punishment was that a guy has to, the, the guy who finishes last has to uh, do a hour-long Instagram live on crypto. Oh my god. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I love used that. to go live and talk about crypto for an hour. Fucking hour. And you know that's not even the worst punishment. The worst punishment are the people who are gonna pick up on it and then start following you and asking you questions about it and <laughs> wanna talk crypto. Oh, crypto. <laughs> 
That's the punishment. It's that's a good it's one. The followers you're picking up. That's Fuck. a good one. We gotta pick a good one and get get. Steve likes it too, right? Oh yeah, dude. Fucking, we did a. Gui- yeah. Oh, that's what you, you should do. That with us, you should. We did a guillotine league. Have you ever done that? No. What's that? Oh baby. So everybody drafts. So there's 18 teams, and it's 18 rounds. And every week, the lowest score is killed. The guillotine. So all the players go back into oh, the free agent. Oh, that's kind of cool. All the players go back into the free agent pool. Everybody has the same budget. It's blind bidding, like uh, like fab. Yeah, and so every week the lowest score gets chopped. All those players go back into the free agent pool. It's pretty fucking cool, man. I love it. Completely I'd give different. that a shot. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. No, yeah. I'm down to do that. Completely anyway, right, I like. Uh, yeah, I like. I also like Lanto and Aaron Rye Capper. What do you think? So about I like. Those guys? I like. I like Rye too. And yeah. yeah, I mean, he's really good with his long irons, and he's going to be sub ten percent too. Um, he looked decent on the. Florida swing, like good enough for Aaron Rye, right? Like, yeah, it feels a hell of a lot stronger at Honda and Genesis than they are here. Um, looked okay at the Valero. Yeah, I'm fine with that. And so, so we'll, I was surprised to see Lanto as low owned as he is, as, as big of a darling as he's been for us for so long. So, what do you yeah. think? Just the shots off of him now and nobody wants to play him? Well, you know, what's interesting is, did he rate out really well in the models that you were running? Not really. Okay, so maybe we are did end up looking at different. He rated out really well for me, and I thought that that was going to mean he was going to rate out really well for other people. I do a bunch of weird shit, though, so uh, there's a chance that he's not. But, no, Lanto was the guy that I could have seen being in the nines. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, think he's, I, think he's, I think he's underpriced just based off his pedigree. His pedigree alone. I think he's better than Munoz, but... Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, I think if he's, it's just a, like, if he's 8.3 and no one's playing him, I think that he has the, I think that he has the talent to, it's, I mean, when I say talent is a relative term, obviously, in this field. Right. But um, I think he's better than Howell. Um, I mean, and some of these guys, what about, we didn't talk about the Gala, who's like our boy, but he's going to be kind of, He's going to be kind of highly owned. I think yeah. I'd rather play Rye than Thigala. If Rye's eight percent and Thigala's fifteen or twenty, exactly. I'd rather play Rye. Exactly. Right? That, that's exactly the decision I made. And his ball striking really hasn't been good over the last couple of weeks either, right? And so, and yeah. you expect you expect inconsistencies from these younger rookie golfers. You know what I mean? And like I said, he, he's fuck like you said. He, like I love to root for him. He's a great dude. Like I hope he gets a win soon. But he, like I don't know. I feel like the the ball striking really hasn't been that good. Uh, and people people. People will play, people will play Riley too and Ortiz because it's in Mexico. I know. Don't what? you think? Yeah. He's been terrible. I know. I'm he's not been interested. He's so bad. No, I'm not interested in it. But yeah, people are definitely going to play it and it's narrative, it's narrative street. And even, even though he blows, like his history in Mexico is pretty fucking good. Like it's not bad. And so maybe it is like a, yeah, a, a comfort thing. And maybe we're wrong. I'm missing that narrative of it. Maybe the last time he played well was my Coba actually. Yeah, but do you really think that's a comp course? It's not, but it's a comp in the past poem and the right. vibes. Okay, all right, that's fine. So, um, yeah, I mean, listen, maybe we listen to. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start figuring out where to listen to quotes and shit too, because listen, there's nothing that'll get me like listening to quotes and trying to get inside the head of a golf. Because I feel like that's the difference that you can have when, like you said, you make these models, everybody looks at the same shit. Like, you got to use a little gut for it. you got to listen to these golfers. you got to try to get in their head and, listen, play an armchair psychologist is a fucking 
obviously a, a slippery slope, right? But if you can try to get a feel for some of these guys and what they're talking about moving into the week, that's definitely a good thing, especially if you know how to read people, right? If you know how to read people, that's an advantage. And that was part of, that was not part of, that was like the biggest reason why I felt so good about Xander and Cantlay. I liked what they were saying. They just yeah. like looked like a team that was going to win. Last question in the eights before we get to the sevens. Are you seeing sneaky high ownership on CT Pan? Yeah, I am. And the because, fuck? because, because he I like CT Pan, I but I thought I was going to be the only one Me that likes CT Pan. Me too. He's actually on a year long fantasy team of mine. That tells you, uh, yeah. how much I like CT Pan. Like he's sneaky. Fucking, he, but he's not sneaky this week. He popped, he was 11th in, in the last 24 in my model and mm. he was, well, 13th in the last 50. So if they're all looking yeah. at the same shit, that's, that's where it's going to pop. What's funny is, is, We'll talk about this at the end. So, yeah, for everybody who's already listened to us ramble for this long, I'm gonna we're gonna give Andy a nice fucking free plug for the awesome Rick Run Good fucking uh, modeling shit um, that I was diving into today and texting him about. I want to talk about a little differences about it and 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 things like that. But yeah, so yeah, so like on on the he definitely popped. So that's what they're gonna look at. Weird. I mean, I like CT Pan too. He's really good out of the bunkers too. Um, he's really good out of the bunkers, but he, and he's he's not exceptionally short, I guess. No. Yeah. He's, he's and fine. he played well. He hit the ball really well in his last start, right? He gained a couple of strokes ball striking in his yeah. last start. He was good. So anyway, okay. So to keep to put a bow on the eights, more Lanto and Rye. Yeah, are I'm, the I'm, guys I like the most. Yeah, and I'm with you on I'm with you on all three of those. I think I'm a little sketchier on. Lanto, because I feel like he's just going to okay. catch ownership. I think he's going to catch ownership as it moves on through the week because he's a name people know. Even even the even the even the Lucys, you know what I mean, who don't do this every week. Like the he even got he even got some publicity this week because he was in the Will Wilcox article. Did you read that by any chance? Is there a new one? No, the the yeah the old one. Yeah, I guess that was his roommate, and he gave him his start. No, yeah, yeah, dude. I yeah. we talked about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gonna come, he's gonna come on the pod. Not oh, Lanto, did you finally but. get a hold of him? We're, we're in the, we're in the works. We're in the right, works. Sweet. We got a lot in common. So I thought I would be like a, a, a good, good yeah, I thought I'd be able to ask him questions that maybe other people didn't have like the personal experience from. Anyway, yeah. Lanto was part of that feel good story. So, yeah, absolutely. Dude, you know, he, he said, Lanto said if it wasn't for him, he wouldn't be on fucking tour. Yeah. That's yeah. wild. You know what I mean? Yeah. He is a good guy, by the way. I actually ran into him on uh, the ferry back from Northern Trust. Super, like, great down-to-earth guy. Uh, he said he would check out my podcast. I don't think he ever did. But, yeah, we'll find but. out. Lanto if, you, Lanto, if you listen, man, you got to make sure you make sure you, you ping <laughs> Andy, man. Let's go. Come on. Listen. Nobody, nobody is out here promoting guys like Lanto Griffin and Taylor Moore <laughs> like we are. All right? We're, like, fuck the golf channel. Okay? No offense. Sorry. I'd like to be on the golf channel someday, but I'm pretty sure I cost too much. Uh, the, um, but they're not grinding over the stacks. They're talking about Rob and Tiger. We're talking about the guys who are out there grinding and living out every day. We, we, we root for them when nobody else does. And this what made me mad when we were at, uh, TPC. Me and, uh, so, uh, one of my best friends is Tommy. Uh, and, uh, he saw Jimmy Walker and he was like, Hey Jimmy, good luck. And he just gave him this like disgusting look. And I was like, me and this guy standing right next to me, the only people in this entire place who that know you're Jimmy Walker dickhead, you can't even get like a tip, like a, uh, like, Hey, thanks man. Nothing. No, just a scowl. Like, ugh. ugh. it's so easy to be nice. Like it's so, like, it's so, I, I get it. They're in the heat of the competition, the battle, whatever. I think he was done with this round. 
It was like it was like four o'clock. I think he was done. He was by the clubhouse. I was fucking. I was. I was so irritated. Like I was like, what a dick. You're right because how easy how how easy is it just to be like, hey, thanks, man. Like you're Jimmy Walker, bro. Like your days have passed. The fact that somebody recognized you should be like, oh, that's cool. Like, hey, thanks, man. You know who's at last comment on this, and then we'll get to the sevens. Yeah. Uh, I, I do need to eat at some point, and I know it's late on uh, on where you are, so I promise this is the last thing I'll say about it. Sure. Um, Spieth is like, it's not sneaky anymore because you saw at the Heritage, they showed yeah. that image of him. But I've seen Spieth do that at yeah. tournaments before, where he will stay and sign balls for kids. Um, I, at the Northern Trust, I saw him stand on that putting green signing balls for like an hour. He is. Oh, that's awesome, man. He's, he's, he's a real guy. Oh, and our, I've heard some good stuff about our boy Harold Barter, but we don't need to go on that. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we won't delve, we won't delve into that for right now. All right. Well, listen, before we jump into this, uh, the K ranges, uh, listen, uh, athletic greens and their AG1 supplements. So what is this stuff with one delicious scoop of AG1? You're observing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole, Food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients helps support your gut health, your nervous system, immune system, your energy recovery, focus, and aging. Basically, all the things. And it costs you less than three dollars a hit, three dollars a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. So, AG1 sports better sleep quality and recovery on Athletic Greens has over seven thousand five star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel plaques. With your first purchase, all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And listen, did you guys know that browsing online in incognito mode didn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without ad security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, and your ISP to all your prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish to make it easy to stay truly private on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet, encrypting 100% of your data. That means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, Andy, that's important for you, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices, uh, whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30 day money back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free and it's super easy to use. All you gotta do is tap a button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know what's on. So stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to IPVanish.com slash SGP and use promo code SGP to claim your 70% off savings. That's I-P-V-A-N-I-S-H dot com slash SGP. All right. How's that? I don't know how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> I like him stumbling over my words just to like get Rick in. Like, like it's, I don't know. I don't know how you do it. How do you get all these big players, by the way? Because of the mothership, man. Sports Gaming Podcast Network. So basically, Sports Gambling Podcast Network has deals with all these places, and they kind of distribute them to you to talk Correct. about on the show. That's cool. Correct. Yeah. I mean, yeah. do you get any benefit from like if people do use the SGP code or stuff like that? Or yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. and then like I can go out and find my own sponsors. But listen, man, fucking, you hear how many ad reads I already got, and they do a good job. Fucking yeah, you got it. It's good. It's good to go. The um. Yeah, it, it, like uh, we had a coffee one. We got some coffee. Fucking, we got some. We get like some beer. Yeah, whatever, man. It's you know the little little parts of the shit. It's good stuff. 
I'm trying to get some badass ones. Like I want to, I want to, I want to come on here sponsored by like, I don't know. What's a good, what's a good example? Taylor Just, made. <laughs> so you can get yeah, some that'd fucking be, nice irons. <laughs> yeah. That'd be really cool to, to be sponsored by Taylor made. Hopefully someday. Yeah. I don't yeah, know man. if those guys sponsor. I know the, uh, no laying up guys have a deal with Callaway. Oh, do they? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Must be nice. The, uh, that's what I was saying. Well, we were, I was playing golf last week and I was on the cat path and, uh, I was like, I don't care what my angle is. I'm not hitting my fucking wedge off the car path because I'm just not going to get another wedge as soon as I walk off the course. So I'm fucking <laughs> moving my goddamn ball. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm not sponsored by anybody. I just bought this fucking Vokey and I'm not hitting it off the car path. <laughs> oh, Vokey guy. Yeah. Vokeys yeah. are sweet. I have a Vokey too. Yep. Good stuff. All right, 7K. Obviously, giant fucking range. Mm-hmm. Got some favorites. Got some yeah. weird, weird, like, why are they this owned? Or, or guys you want to play, but they're already too owned? Um, I like the Smother Man, but he's a, May- he's a Mayo guy. So I bet the Smother Man at 110 to 1. I got him at 100. Okay. So, you know, I mean, I don't think he'll be crazy. I think he's still kind of expensive. All right yeah. for yeah. what you know, I thought he was going to be like seven point three ish. Um, so I don't think he'll be like I think max like twelve percent. I think you can still play the play Smotherman, and especially if we're putting okay. him in in lineups with like a two percent Taylor more. Yeah, um, that's fine. You know, I always love Smalley. Obviously, shout out oh. Duke, but oh. he might be kind of chalky, huh? Because he's been so good at Corrales, and so he's projected to be less owned than Smotherman. He's still look oh. out. Listen, once again, it's Monday, right? It's less owned than fucking, yeah, yeah. you know, less than ten percent. Um, but yeah, okay. second, second at Corrales, lost to Ramey, right? Did he lose to Ramey? Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Um, shitty with his butter, but who cares? Good with his fucking long irons. Yeah, why? I mean, why not seventy four hundred? Like that's a good play. And that, so this is what I mean by like how many. So 8% on a site where it's only people who play this shit all the time fucking are, are making their lineups. That's probably going to fall because your casual fucking PGA tour person is not going to know who the fuck Alex Smalley is. They'll click RCB or Adam Svensson because they saw him on a team event. Right. And I like Svensson too, by the way. Me too. Me too. Yeah, I bet Spencer at 150 to one. I couldn't get that good a number because so, I'm I live in Florida and Florida blows for fucking gambling. Uh, so because DeSantis uh wants to focus on everything else, but just legalize sports betting, bro. Let's go. Like, how much revenue do you want to turn down? Like, figure it out with goddamn. Ugh, so annoying. dude, California is obviously the same way. I just have my my peeps. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, 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 so I have some peeps that I have people who worry about taxes and shit. Like, yeah. All right, bro. I'll, I'll compensate you for you. The, um, but yeah, I like Spencer too. I mean, look, good long iron player. Fucking I'm surprised he's not more chalky, huh? Yeah, me too, actually. Me too. That might go up. That's, I would imagine that's going to go up because what's around him? RCB, Wu, Sig, Brian Well, Stewart. I'll give you, well, you know, I'll give you a guy. Um, so I played high school golf against Brandon Wu. Um, did you? Yeah. He's a good player, man. He's, well, a, he's, he's on the tour, bro. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> PGA Tour player is a good player. Yeah. Um, one thing I like about Brandon Wu, um, you want to look at Cocoa Beach, which is, uh, the host of the Puerto Rico. Yep. Um, third and seventh there. Ooh. Um, and he's actually 
playing pretty well right now. He doesn't really check the prototypical box that you know we were talking about about these the guys that bomb it off the tee yeah. with the long irons. He's a little below average in that category, but not dreadful. And yeah, average driving distance is two ninety eight. That's not bad. yeah. When you're talking about guys that are seven point three and are going to be sub five percent. And you can find something to grasp onto. And the fact that the dude has finished third and seventh in his two starts on another 7,500 yard golf course with past Palum in a tropical climate, like, it's like pretty it. good. It's not like bad. It. Like, yeah. It. Like yeah. It. I like so it. I like Wu at 7.3. So how did you, so how did, how did, how did it go with the, with the matchup? Did he smoke you? You're a good golfer though. What's your, yeah, he, about? I'm a three. God, you fucking suck. I fucking hate you. Um, I was better in high school than I am now, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I was just fearless. Um, now I'm all in my head, and I play golf swing, not golf. Anyway, different Bro, podcasts. You, you can't complain about being like like that if you're a three handicap. You can't. Like, well, just be awesome at golf and take all your friends' money. It must be awesome. That would be yeah, fun. I do that. I do that because I... Because a lot of people lie about their handicaps or have vanity handicaps. So oh, yeah, yeah. I could easily say I'm a scratch and get away with that. Yeah. But I would rather just post. I post everything, even if it's an 85. Yeah. So I'd rather just have my handicap be super accurate and then take money off people. Yeah, do, I do. I tend to do well in these Twitter matches. You said even if it's an 85. You know what happens when I shoot an 85? <laughs> I post that shit. I'm excited <laughs> about it. Let's go. I shot a fucking 85 today. I am fucking happy. I didn't take up golf until my late 20s, though. Well, the thing that's annoying about, like, I've been obviously playing golf my whole life, and so people are like, oh, like, good golfers are, like, they're intimidating to play with or they only want to play with other good golfers. Like, I I would so much rather play with a bad golfer who's fast than a good golfer who's slow. Yeah, dude. Like, I... I do. I love like. I don't give a fuck at all. As long as you like play fast and pick up when it's time to pick up, yep. I literally don't care if you you are a complete beginner and don't know how to play. Yeah. Like I do not care at all. I don't take. So I, this might hurt me. I just don't take practice swing. Like I just get up. <laughs> I picture. I picture the fucking. I picture the shot I want to hit. I'm afraid if I if I take a good practice swing, that then that was the swing. And oh fuck! That was <laughs> I don't want to waste all the good. I don't ones. Don't want to waste all the good ones. <laughs> like now, I will practice with with like like a pitch and, or like a chip, just because I'm so fucking bad with it. But like if I stripe a drive, like I just go up and I pick my club, look at it, look at the ground, look at the ground, move up, look, and just swing and go. That's it. It's fast, fast and go. Do you ever get out to Northeast? We we got to play. Yeah, I'll come up there for that. Fucking what about, what about a U.S. Open in Boston? Can we touch yeah, that? Yeah, listen, yeah, what fucking six hundred dollars for a practice round ticket? Like, yeah, it's crazy, it's, huh? It's the wife's birthday and Father's mm, Day. Like, okay, fair enough. Well, we already talked about potential for me going to the players next year yeah, for a completely fun. different reason other that's than that's right and play <laughs> yeah exactly which sure we, we don't have to talk about here but yeah exactly but we can, anyway we can we'll squeeze, make it happen we can squeeze that in exactly all right so all right so in the 7k range so uh yeah i mean i'm one of the guys like uh, lahari smalling like damn and i like that fucking woo angle i wish you would never told me that yeah gonna, give him a shot all right yeah what about Mike? Poston? nah 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 I'd rather play Michael Thompson. 
Michael Thompson's seven point two, and he's going to be two percent, and he's got a couple couple top. You think he'll be higher than two? Probably. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I think it'll be easy two percent, like, but yeah. two or less, two or less. So he's got a couple top fifteen finishes at Puerto Rico. Yep. Pretty good long arm player, despite yep. not being super long off the tee. Yep. And I mean, he's got the upside. Like he won the three M Open. I guess the year before Champ did. That's another yep. course where its greatest defense is length and water. Yep. And he's already finished fifth at the Sony this year and eleventh at the Farmers. So I think yep. that's a good play. I, I like I like Thompson. I was on him. Yeah, it must have been the fall swing. And I think it, at the tail end of last year too. Um, yeah. Like he he was always saying, "What do you think about?" So here's the one I don't understand why he's popping in models. Kiriyama, why is he popping in my model? Really good long iron player, right? Yeah, not if so seventh from one seventy five to two hundred and top twenty for two hundred plus. But everything yeah. else is fucking trash. I'm not <sighs> playing him. He's not in my uh he's not in, in my pool. I don't think he's gonna be uh, in my pool either. He's he's gonna be pushing seven to nine percent. Yeah, let me see why I didn't like him. Yeah, dude, I've got him long term capper, I've got him second. Okay. Um yeah, he's one of the best long arm players in this field. Um he's pretty long too. Yeah, God, did you just talk me into Kitayama? So the only thing that scares me off of him, as far as so you said, you have long term. So in the last fifty, yeah, I got him as I got him as sixth in the field in this model. Well, he's been playing like shit. So like, like that's dog that's, shit. Yeah, that's the thing. Is but he's like, still going to be seven percent on. That's what scares me. I was like, oh, maybe we'll get a break because he's been playing like dog shit. I but, guess it's because he had that one pop Honda. week at the Honda where he did gain seven point one on approach, but he also gained five point five putting. So outside of that Honda, he's gone this year. He's gone miscut, 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 twenty eighth, miscut, miscut. Yeah. So yeah, that, I guess that's a reason not to play him. Yeah, that's not, that's definitely a reason, especially if he's going to be seven to nine percent off. Yeah, and he's right next to oh, he's seventy one. Yeah, I'd rather play Thompson there. Thompson, one hundred percent. Yeah, I think yeah. I think I'm, I think I'm with you on that one. What do you think about any thoughts on Bramlett, who's super chalky down here? Yeah, I like Bramlett. I think he fits the uh, the prototypical, you know, anyone who's looking at distance is going to like Bramlett. Yep. That's a little surprising that he's that chalky because he was 20% last week and finished dead last. Yeah. So you'd think that there'd be a little flop lag there, no? And so you would think, but I feel like I feel like our community doesn't do that anymore. Like I they're getting like, smarter. It's very frustrating. It is. It's it is frustrating, and I think maybe that's why I, that's why I got away from DFS. Like I don't know, a little while ago. Like I was, yeah. I just can't fucking I can't. And then like the separating the betting brain and the DFS brain. Like whatever. I have two different notebooks now. The the um yeah. I mean Bramlett. I thought the same thing, and it was like oh fuck, he's still gonna be ten percent. Okay, all right then. I guess uh, I guess I'll just move along because there's people um, in the there's people in the six Ks that are. There's something, and they're popping on models, and there's uh, nothing else to like other than the models. I'll give you 12 seconds on a 0% owned Nick Cardi at 7K. Um, no, he's, he's going to be more than 0% owned. I mean, come on. Dude, I'm what, four or five? Yeah, it's fine, fine. Fair enough. Okay, fair enough. okay yeah. He he um he hits it a long way. Yep. Um, He's been playing bad, but um, it looks like he's starting to turn around a little bit. And he he was like a top five machine last year in the Corn Ferry Tour, and this is the best type of golf course that I think you want him in. Um, he really one thing I noticed about him is he he really seems to up 
his baseline in easier scoring conditions. And if you're just looking at like a guy that no one's going to play that hits it long, decent long iron player and is really good on these birdie fests in the corn fairy tour, you play Nick Hardy, but okay. Yeah. I mean, it just looks like, I mean, I don't give a shit about it. It's not a foolproof case. He's got some flaws. Of course he has flaws. He's fucking $7,000 in this field. (laughs) <laughs> like, what are you talking okay. about? Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. All right. Well, listen, before we jump into the 6K, let's uh, wrap this up uh, with the ads, and then uh, we can talk about um, – uh, we'll let let him uh, – Yeah, I got to eat camp. at some point, Capper. Uh, uh, killing me. Oh, fuck off. You'll be fine. You're skinny as shit. You can, you'll, you'll be all right. The, um, <laughs> all right. I'm sure this is the sponsor will love that. Anyway, Stable Duel, there are never enough things to gamble on in the one sport that runs 365 days a year. It's horse racing. And the best part is there's a new way to play the ponies, especially if you're brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy-style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. You can win as much as 40K with one entry. If you don't know anything about horses, don't worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. Strategy, and the app is free to download over at StableDuel.com, and multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at tracks all over the United States. Get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app, and we can compare stats. So download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable, and we'll see you in the winner's circle. Play, race, and win. And we can't forget PropSwap. The NBA playoffs are set, and the PropSwap is where betters find the best odds to turn the hardwood into hard cash. So PropSwap is the only app that allows you to pick your favorite teams and then sell your bets whenever you want. Many PropSwappers make thousands of dollars just by buying and selling championship futures all playoffs long. This allows you to win over and over without your team ever lifting the trophy. So go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app today. And don't forget to use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. So join the real sports bettors on PropSwap. That's where America buys and sells sports bets. All right. All right. 6K. Got anybody cute down here you like? Um, not really, dude. Really? I'm especially, yeah, because I'm, it doesn't look like I'm going to play ROM. And so I think I'm going pretty balanced this week. The only two guys in my player pool in the sixes are Whaley and Mullinax. Okay. That's 6.8. Both of those guys are 6.8. I don't think I'm going to go that low because I can, you know, I'm going to have a lot of teams where Brandon Wu and, and Nick Hardy and Michael Thompson, I, I have maybe two of those guys in the same lineup, and those yeah. guys are in the low seven. So. All right. Well, this isn't a build Andy's DFS show. This is to help people pick 6K shot. <laughs> golfers if they okay, like Whaley's that. a good play. <laughs> Whaley, so here's the thing about Whaley. Um, five starts at Corrales and Cocoa Beach, those other two comp courses that we like, never finished worse than 28th there. Um, might just be, yeah, he might just be a past Palom guy. Um, he is objectively not a good iron player. I get it, but I think he can make the cut at 6.8 and you're just, you're looking for something down here. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. So that's fine. I mean, that's certainly better than I have three guys. I have, yeah. Ask me about your guys that I live legitimately never played. Okay. Any three of these guys. And I'm pretty sure. If I tripped over him, I wouldn't fucking own. So, Justin Lower. Yeah. Looks good in Putacana and Puerto Rico. I think, it. He, I think he made the cut. He played well in the team event, too, for what it's worth. Yep. And whatever, he's like a little short of 300 off the box. Decent off uh, long irons. And 
for whatever reason, he's popping in the model. I, I know I've never played this guy. He's going to be 1.7 owned versus, you know, I mean, listen, this, this is some chocolate. I don't guys. think you have to worry about, yeah, are I, they really? Oh yeah. Yeah. I couple. don't think you, like who? Uh, so somebody named Callum Turan, who's going to be about 7% owned. I think that's a Mayo thing. I think Mayo just never even, that guy. Never even yeah. heard of this fucking guy. Uh, yeah. he, he's a hundred and two hundred plus in proximity. 57th, 175, like, and he missed the cut at Puta Cana. But, oh, there it is. He came top five at Puerto Rico. That's why. All right. Yeah. I, I mean, Lauer's fine. I think maybe one thing you're seeing with Lauer is that he's getting better because, and I run my stuff longer term. So, so do you know, so, so here's what I do. So tell me if this is wrong. Like, I feel like I like, I like to run the longer term and I'm old school. I literally do this. I will literally write it down on the left hand side of the page for the longer term. And then on the right-hand side of the page, the shorter term, and I want to see overlap. And if there's overlap, guys, that's who I dig a little deeper on. There's That's a great way to do it. I do it very similar as well. I do, like, for my actual, like, big model, a lot of it is more longer-term stuff. But then I kind of cross-reference, cross-reference yeah. yeah, how they're doing how they're doing lately. Okay. So, yeah. All right. And then, so... <laughs> So this is how I know that it's just popping in everybody's ball because Robert Garrigus is going to be 6% owned because he's number one in the field in the last 24 rounds, 175 to 200, top 50, 200 plus, and T16 at Pebble, 46 at Bermuda, made the cut of Puerto Rico, T36 at Punta Cana. Yeah, the problem is that those 24 rounds are coming from I know June. Yeah. Do people realize that? Yeah. That's the thing. He's yeah. played. Okay, you're not going to get proximity stats from Puerto Rico or Punta Cana or, Punta Cana. or Bermuda. Get for, what about so you're, you're getting it from two rounds at Pebble. Uh, so your last 24 rounds, like these are, Forever, dude, yeah. these are iron stats from like 2020, bro. I know, but whatever. If it was long term, they would include that too, right? I don't want the live guys either. Like I don't. Oh, I, is this I, a live guy? Yeah, he's like. Oh, the first that's right. He was the first one, wasn't he? I don't. Oh yeah, I, don't I want think. Him. Never mind. I, I Never just. Mind. This is completely unquantifiable, and I always advise people do quantifiable stuff. Do stuff that no, you can that. figure you out. Gut, but you need gut to. You need gut. So to. I just I'm trying to put myself in their shoes, and it's like the reason you go do the do the live thing is because the money's so fucking good. So if you have, if you know that you're going to play. If you know that you're going to get $4 million guaranteed in like two months just for yeah. showing up at like Centurion Golf Club, I don't understand how do you get up for this. I wouldn't play. If I was locked into live and it's guaranteed money and I was like, all right, I'm going to do this, I wouldn't play the Puerto Rico Open with John Rahm for $7.3 million. But what if he's one of these guys who has like – they announce him, but then maybe bigger names come on, and he's like the first to get bumped. That's a good point, and you know we I mean? don't know. Maybe right. I mean I think there are going to be bigger names that come on. Right. So I get it. Maybe he's trying to hedge his bets there. Right. That's what I. That's what I would be doing if I was this guy. I'd be like, all right, listen. All I know, I am not a name, and if somebody bigger than me wants to go, they're going to bump me. So I got to keep playing these fucking tournaments. Good point. Okay. Good point. Good counter. So I'm still not playing Garrigus. Not me either. Now after you said that, I completely forgot it was him. So um, and then what about? Gutschewski. You know, you're not the first person who said that name to me. Yeah. Um, he's he's 
rock solid with his that's the same thing like who knows with the with the rounds but here i'll actually pull up the 50 rounds there um, uh he hits the ball far huh yeah hits the ball far over good 300 yeah good bunker player good uh good with proximity 200 to 175 he's and, an old guy huh yeah he's an old fucker can't underestimate the old man strength and so he came in 15th over the last 15 rounds in this field with that model, with like sand, 175 okay. to 200, long off the tee. Um, and and he was just good at the Valero. Yep, just good at the Valero, um, 41st of Puerto Rico, made the cut at Putacana, like whatever, like 6,500. Yeah, I like that. I I like that a lot, 6,500. Okay, that's a good one. Not bad. You're, you're, you're usually like, I feel like... Um, you're like relying on me a lot down here. I feel like the the tables have turned just a little bit. So I listen when I was focused on it, like dude, dumpster diving was my favorite shit. Like I would, uh, my problem was just like I've heard you say it. I laughed. I think I heard you say it on Sunday, and I was like, well, that's that's what I used to do. I used to hit the fucking bums yeah. and fuck up the guys on top. Like that's why, and it's because I waste more time down here digging than I do up top because I have my I have my preconceived biases on golfers who I watch a lot and have put money on and stuff like that. And these are the new guys who I got to dig into a little bit and, yeah. and figure out where it needs to go. Right. And so that's something in my process that I need to get better about and try to, which is almost impossible, but you have to try to get rid of your own preconceived biases, use gut and stats, but don't just use both. Right. Or like one, just one, you have to combine the two. It's so tough. You know, you could make the case that some of these guys down here are, just as good as some of the guys in the low sevens. Oh, absolutely. I I don't know. I just I like the guys in the low sevens a little bit more. Yeah, so. I like I like I like your argument on uh on Wu. And then Molinax could be just a pure distance play. If you Mullinax, want Molinax yeah. is like the longest player in the field. No. He, he might he's up there with champ. He's champ, like yeah, the, champ, yeah. sorry, sorry. Yeah, but he's he's up there. If you yeah. just want pure bomb and gouge at a discount like is but is Champ he be, that so much these, better than Molinax? But these, par, but these <laughs> no, <laughs> but these part fives are super long. Like, yeah, like they're not getting these in two. At least two of them are not, right? Yeah, I would say the one is like over six six twenty. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So then maybe you can make the argument it just turns into a wedge fest, mm -hmm. which will completely kind of what happened. Proximity stats. That we no, 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 but but for the yeah. part fours, the long part fours, yeah. yeah. Sure, and, and, and the par threes, there's five of them, oh and all of them are over one What a crazy golf course, by the way. It's yeah. Like, like, it's wild. Like, it's just a wild golf course. I can't wait to actually see how this, like, plays out. Like, what if it's going to fuck with their rhythm? Like, I don't know. You know, um, your co-host, Steve, yeah. two weeks ago was like, hey, have you seen this golf course? It's super fucking weird. It's like, dude, it, what, what, no, but I'm entertained, like, elaborate, and he, he yeah. was showing me... If they didn't change it from a par 73 to a par 71, I think the back nine would have had like three, five, four, five, 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 three. Like it would have been yeah. like really crazy. Really crazy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. All right. Well, you got, well, listen, listen, I, I, seriously. So, uh, free plug, man. Uh, I love the interface of, uh, the rickrungood.com. Uh, like the whole site's pretty good. Doesn't work on Chrome for my computer, but I was able to That's download weird. Firefox, and dude, it was it's great. Like I love it. Like being able to pick the stats and just 
not have to incorporate it into the model, but just pull stats and look at those, write those down, then I compare that across lists. Interface is good. Uh, tell people about it, man. Tell them, uh, tell them what you do. I appreciate that. So, um, yeah, we're working on, we is a relative term. Rick is really <laughs> doing more of the grunt work here. I'm, I'm providing some suggestions here and there. Right. Um, but yeah, we're working on adding a bunch of new stuff there. Um, listen, I, I think all the sites are good, but I think, um, we are actively like trying to, to make it better. We're like really, really trying. So there's a bunch of new tools that are dropping very soon. It's already got some great ones. Like I said, you know, the custom model is great. The ownership, we're really working to be the best in the industry at the ownership. Um, so you can get like all that stuff. Plus, I think the biggest sell for just the site in general is obviously you get all the stuff on the site, but you get the Slack channel too, which I'm just really impressed by how smart the people are. Like they really care. They're really serious about it. The guy, Cody, who just won all this money on DraftKings, he scored yeah. two GPPs. He's won, I think, 200 something K in the last couple of weeks playing nice. DraftKings. Like I met him. In, yeah. I met him in the, in the discord. Right. And, and the other guy, James, that I, that I just talked to on the bot, like yeah, he's in the discord. Like guys are, and you can hit me up with any, that's a way better way to reach me than, than DMs, um, is, is in there. So you get access to the site, but it's also a community, which yeah. I think is, is really solid. So thanks, man. That's a, see, like I just did a better ad read there for my thing on your podcast than I do on my podcast. <laughs> that's right, man. It's because you're comfortable. Like I would say, like, we're the, we're, uh, the comedians, comedians. So, like, we're your favorite podcast, host podcast. The, um, we try to make it nice and relaxed. And, I am, and like, un- I, I am, like, concerningly comfortable with you guys. That's, yeah, yeah, but it's good. People it's like it. People like, people love the Master Show, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love the love Master it. Show. That was a blast. Yeah. I got people, people really like that one from what I've heard. Anyway. Yeah. Listen, you're right, man. Like the the Slack channel stuff, like we have our Slack channel on, on on the golf. It's not as big as Rick's, which I actually, I I signed, I figured out how to combine the two. So there was two now. I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. So listen, dude, people are really active. Like just go read what people are saying. They're like just talking about stuff all day. I can't even really keep up. Oh, dude, that's how, that's how Oz is too. It's fucking, yeah. It's like, it's like I had to turn off notifications like months ago. I was like, all right, this is too much unless my name name is actually pinged. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. exactly. (laughs) So, but yeah, man. And, uh, seriously, uh, you write, you write all your articles over there now. Correct. Uh, you fucking, uh, grinding, man. You got that. What do you got? Are you still Oz checker too? Mm-hmm. I write articles for Odd Shicker. Yeah, the articles that I do for Rick, those are behind the paywall too. So you right. get all that. Pay that money. And listen, if you your boy can pay for that time. money, you guys can go pay for that money. I didn't even get a special discount. I just had to use the promo code Andy like everybody else. It's okay? cheap. That's the thing that's really tough. It, it um, is cheap, cheap as fuck. It is very cheap, but, yeah. but Rick didn't want to compromise the existing customers. So, like, the promo code Andy is just the way for me to get paid. Get credits. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was was hilarious. Yeah. It's the only way for me to get paid, but it's not a discount. No, 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 it's not. Because I literally put, I was like, I'll do the six-month subscription. And and I was like, the price didn't change. I was like, all right, let me show the promo code Andy still up there. Because I'm sure there's a tracking device for (laughs) (laughs) No, literally just, it literally just ensures, it's just a way to track. Yeah, track. Who's driving the traffic? 
Yeah, which yep. it wasn't, you know, I, I, Rick has his Rick knows his business really well, so I'm I'm very happy with how he treats me. I don't I'm have sure, any complaints. So you are, and even if you weren't, you couldn't say so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, anything else, man? No. Um, we'll do this again soon. Yeah. You'll be back on my podcast soon, yep. Steve. Uh, the whole gang. Uh, but this was a blast. What we do? We did like a full hour and a half, huh? Oh yeah, easy. Yep. Oh, an hour and thirty-one. Right on, right on the dot. Not bad. Jeez. Not bad. My God. And we need, um, we need. We went off the rails a little bit. Not too bad. I don't know how the time flies. Anyway, that yes. Um, that was a blast, buddy. All right, brother. All right, listen, you guys know where to find me, Boston underscore Capper on Twitter. Uh, go listen to Andy's Inside uh, Golf Podcast uh, and all his Rick Run Good stuff. You can find him at, uh, on Twitter. Uh, it's AP Lack Sports. Is that right? AP Lack Sports. ADP. I always miss that fucking D. Um, <laughs> so go vote follow him over there, man. Uh, he's a lot more active than I am uh, and a sharp kid. Uh, other than that, listen, uh, it's a new tournament, new week. I'm back into DFS. And, uh, like, I'm, like, fully back in it. And uh, it's because of Andy and his fucking uh, interview over the last weekend. Made me miss it. So, uh, yeah, let's, just, let's go break them books, boys. Let's go.